Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, hello. Hello, ladies. Izzy, you have spooky Halloween decorations on your door. Please explain. Obviously, that wasn't us. <laughs> I think it was. No, it was our Jade neighbor, Tim. He has Halloween energy obviously yes he also invited us to it so what <laughs> he does so what he does is um i'm worried you can hear us through the walls <laughs> but what he does is he um has these parties and invites us in a whatsapp group and we never go but we're like very clearly upstairs sometimes we remember and we'll leave the house on purpose like when a cleaner comes and you want to leave the house we'll literally leave and make plans so that we're not around so we don't feel mean but then other days I completely forget and I'm just like I don't want to leave the house today to avoid How this many party is he inviting you to that's Quite a, a few that's emotional labor on his part it's not if you've invited someone to your party once to be polite that's fine and they didn't come that's all good you can just be neighbors like repeatedly invite that's emotional labor for you guys to keep coming up with places to be so you don't feel I know. Rude. That's crazy. I know. Can't you just enjoy being I always, in your own home? I always try and turn all the lights off and <laughs> pretend I'm not home. And walk around on your tiptoes. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't understand this, it it's like one of these old kind of Victorian style houses, which used to be a full house and has been converted into two apartments. So we're like directly He lives above. in the peasants' quarters. <laughs> he lives <laughs> he's Cinderella. <laughs> he lives downstairs and we live up. Um, mm-hmm. that's why I'm like petrified. You can hear us because it's literally as if it's the, the, what is it? The insulation is the same as if we live in a normal house, which is quite crazy. Well, we, I actually will like name and shame this person by potentially inserting this audio. I, it's actually too mean into the podcast, but we have just moved house and we are in the equivalent to your neighbor's 
location and you can hear every we're like talking to our landlords about it because you can hear everything upstairs Mm -hmm. and the guy up directly above us 9 a.m on a monday 901 singing singing the same line (laughs) over and over and over and And you recorded it and i recorded i'll play it to you now and zach said i think he's a professional singer because there was like we could see through his window equipment but so his job is to sing at your house. I don't know who would be a professional singer and would just be sitting at the kitchen table doing it over and over again. And I can actually sing the song in my head now because it's burned in my head Stop. forever. Let me play it. This is not a professional singer. That's what I said, surely. That's so naughty. He, surely he knows that you can hear everything. But he would like do that bit and then he'd stop for a minute and then he'd go, Ooh, and he kept going, no, that, what is the song? It's like his songs. We watched <laughs> past, he was like, he's, he had like a recording equipment set up. You could see. No. So what are you guys going to do? I have no this idea. This is so funny that we just segued perfectly from me having a Halloween decoration on my door talking about neighbors to finding out this yes that's so funny <laughs> a perfect segue yeah you should so i what think are you hearing do? someone walk around we've, we've got to tell them something. off well you can hear everything you can hear when they turn the tv on you can just hear them walking around so like something's got to be done on a structural level yeah from a mouse to a singer yeah the masked but, but singer do you know, it's the mouse do you know what the fucked thing is is it's similar to this mm-hmm. so like Basically, he's been really, in his defense, he's been really great and he hasn't said anything about hearing everything. But the only reason we know is because the woman who lived here before him downstairs Mm. would just, would literally be like, I can hear it when you pull your chair out. I can hear it when the TV, like same as you, Mm -hmm. like everything. That's Mm -hmm. why I'm so conscious of, you know how like if you walk into my house and I'm always like, take your shoes off and stuff. I won't wear my slippers inside because my Uggs inside, my gorgeous Uggs, because I'm too worried about the noise from downstairs and we'll never have dinner parties. Like we're like so conscious of it to the point where like at night I won't even have, I won't even have a movie up like loud enough for us to hear. So I put subtitles on because, but then the, the annoying thing is, is if you put, you can put insulation in the flooring, Mm -hmm. but what your landlord will, will literally tell you is you guys have to pay for it. It's so fucked. Because yeah, from our, from our perspective, we're just like, well, we're, it's kind of, it's kind of like this, standoff in a way because it's like we're we're not affected by it so he should pay for it but i guess he owns he owns the house so i don't know yeah that's what that's what my dad was saying today he was like you got to figure out because basically the easiest he was like you can't really go in from your ceiling you have to go in from the above person's floor which is why in our last flat it was fine because our landlord owned both so that's why it was soundproofed yeah but i think it's like in the landlord's best interest to get it done because i'm just like you 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 just won't be able to get people in here if it doesn't get it fixed we'll leave yeah. Because can't be podcasting. Can't be podcasting with a singer. Can be. He could be We'd our new... He um, can do our theme song. Theme song? He can come down. I always want a new theme song. My boyfriend heard the pod the other day and was like, you guys need a new theme song? I was like, shut up. I, I completely agree. I agree yeah, too. I we all agree. How. We all agree. All the listeners agree. We agree. <laughs> I don't think all the agrees. listeners do agree. I think... I don't think anyone's like a fan. I think they're like a, an they're, ironic fan. Yes, They've been they're tricked. fans because... We should bring back the old one. <laughs> I can't even remember. Oh, that weird like horn sound or something. The very first one. Yes. 
that my friend who's a professional musician a professional con man. knows how to make <laughs> good music whipped up in 0.45 seconds of the invoice at the same time. I think honestly, if we had like a little tinker in, order, uh, in what's it called? Whatever. Garage band even. We could come up with a better I know. tune than that initial one. Let's talk Halloween. Oh, yes. Okay. All Hallows Eve. You missed because of visa issues being in america mm. the the birthplace of halloween yes um and they wild out there and each year they seem to be getting more obsessed with halloween i know they go so crazy i feel like it's just it's literally just because girls want to exactly exactly like girls like they say on mean girls it's the occasion where girls can just dress sexy mm-hmm. and yeah, I, d- I don't know. I, I'm like, in, my, my boyfriend was like, I don't fucking get it. Like, I just don't get Halloween. I don't get what everyone's on about. He was even like, even when people dress as something, they have to put like a slider to what it is because it's just not even obvious. And it's like, and I was <laughs> yes. just like, I don't know. I find it fun. Um, I'm not like, I don't find dressing up fun ever. Because like my birthday is like ha- basically Halloween weekend. And yes. I've never done like a dress up birthday. Like I just. Yeah, you need to throw a Halloween party. Yeah, I just don't. I don't like dressing up. Yeah, I just don't want to, okay? (laughs) Throw one for me. But, like, what about how Um, people dressed as – I could so see you dressing as someone – someone iconic, like, Devon Lee Carlson dressed – she did two iconic outfits. One was her dress as Chloe Sevigny. I didn't see that one. I saw her being Lindsay Lohan. And and then Lindsay Lohan and Mean Girls, which is what I wanted to do for my my costume. That was a great one. Yeah, I feel like you would be really good at at referencing something very, very specific. You know how people people this year, I think, were were going so, (laughs) getting so, like, niche in it that they were, like, dressing as uh, a specific photo of people. Like, yes, or specific um, runway looks. Like how Holly Bieber was like, YSL spring summer revert <laughs> yes. 1999 look 40 I was like yeah. okay bitch settle Sierra did Lenny Kravitz's um album cover <laughs> and then how do they all know because I'm like I know some of them are friends and talk to each other but like how do they all know to like niche down this year they don't they just f- they just feel the vibe yeah I loved Devon Lee Carlson as Mean Girls Devon Lee Carlson did four looks that's just too many what are they all she did the Mean Girls one which was great and would have stood alone. The Chloe Sevigny one, which I just find it random. Yeah. Drew Barrymore in Batman Forever. And then she did with two other friends, Charlie's Angels. Mm, too many. That's that's too many. We could have cut three. All of them, <laughs> apart from the Mean Girls one. Yeah, the Mean Girls one's perfect. Yeah. Uh, what were your other faves before we get to the, the big fave? Well, someone sent us on Instagram one of my favorite looks and said no and I said I actually am a fan of Kendall Jenner going as a cucumber yeah I thought it was I really liked it it was uncharacteristically funny yeah um really really good but then what was the other one yeah the Toy Story one oh but what about I loved Lizzo as Marge Simpson she looked fucking iconic that was great she's she's like genuinely really funny yes (laughs) wait one we need to we need to deeply analyze this one did you see Nicola Pouts and Brooklyn Beckham's costume. They went as Romeo and Juliet. Oh, my God. But, like, as in Romeo and Juliet from Feuding Families. And I was like, oh, do we think that they're dumb enough to not realize? Do we think they're smart enough to realize? Do we she think- knows he doesn't. She doesn't. knows he doesn't. <laughs> I was going to say. 
Do we think she knows he doesn't? He has no idea what's going on. Yes, and she's ever. feeding the fire in like this crazy way. Mama Pelts planted this idea. Nicola kind of gets it, is my theory. I reckon Mama Pelts would have just been like, this will get you heaps of press. I reckon Mama Pelts knows it's going to get heaps of press and suggested it. And then Nicola was like, oh, I, I kind of get it. And then just went with it. Like, I don't think she's, she's super. Or do you think, do you think? The one of him kissing her. Stop, I know. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that when Nicola and Brooklyn were doing their ode to Posh and Bex's 90s style calling mm-hmm. the paparazzi, pretending they were actually getting shot by paparazzi, wearing all of Victoria Beckham's looks. Do you think that this makes kind of sense in my brain? Because I was just like, I don't think Nicola would be that outwardly catty towards Victoria. But do you think that that was another plant by like Mrs. Peltz to be like, you guys should dress as them in honor of their style, not realizing that it looks like she's fully trying to steal the Mrs. Beckham title. She's being shady. Yeah, or being shady. Because I was just like, that is so blazing. Blazing? Blazing? Blazing. What is it? Brazen. Brazen and blazing. I was going to say blazing. Yeah. Blazing. <laughs> so blazing. It so is. So blazing. They invented the word blazing has been invented for the <laughs> for exploits them. of Nicola Peltz. Nicola Peltz's mother has like, I need to see her in person to understand if this work is truly as good as it appears on social media. She has the literal secret to eternal youth. She's like 74 years old. She looks like 50. Yeah, but have you seen Nicola Peltz before? Yes. Before she had all her work done? Yes. Whoever they have on speed dial. That's what I mean. They've got the artist. spending. An I artist. Know. They have like Michelangelo <laughs> brought up from the grave and like locked in their <laughs> cellar. Making Nicola's nose. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That is so funny. Um, yeah, Romeo and Juliet, that is crazy. They are wilding out. They, She will not stop. I have, I have never Googled their names and not seen her commenting on her feud with Victoria Beckham as I like know. a three hours ago news story. Being on the cover of Tatler with the headline reading the new Mrs. Beckham is like absolutely fucked. But also when she did, someone pointed out this to us and I forgot to mention it at the time, when she did British Vogue's What's in My Bag... <laughs> What is that stupid segment about? Um, she said Nicola Peltz. Mm. So maybe she's trying to take Brooklyn away from the Beckhams now instead of trying to steal their name. She needs... The, I think she needs the Beckham yeah. name. Okay, Let's and then... Let's talk about... <laughs> Heidi Klum is a worm. I can't stop thinking about it. It's a cultural reset. It's important. The main, it's mainly the pictures of her being interviewed and it's just her face inside the worm with like a mic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I love it so much. It's her best work to date by far. Yeah. I feel like they could retire Halloween as a holiday after this. So her as a worm and then her husband, this man called Tom, went as a creepy fisherman who caught her, which I didn't realize. So he... And they're kissing her, on the red carpet. He has her on his fishing rod. Who came up with this idea, do you think? So obviously every year she's gotten gotten more like depraved and deranged with her Halloween costumes. She's like the queen of Halloween, which makes Halloween inherently 
jare, but then everyone continues with it. She's like so jare. She's a come full circle to being a performance artist. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is like what she'll be most famous for. Yeah. For, uh, uh, like more than being a supermodel is her Halloween shenanigans. Um, her lying down in it. I haven't yeah. seen the photos of her lying down on it. She's just a she's just a kooky German, yeah, <laughs> who yeah. loves like American culture. It's definitely her best one to date. I think she, I think she gets her team to do a list. I think they start planning this in like April. I yeah, honestly what? Do. And the person just said a worm. I think the list was like this long, and she went through and highlighted like thirty things, and someone put like a fisherman and a worm. That's and so she was funny. like, "That's I. I think that's." I don't know how. Would it have just come to her? I don't know where. How? How did she find this husband that's just so on board? I know. Well, I mean, she's Heidi. You would be. And he's Tom. And he's Tom Cowlitz. He's 33. Go off, Queen. How old is she? She is 49. Gorgeous. Heidi. Yeah, so that definitely won. (laughs) What would you have gone as? I really don't know. I think just going as like a funny pop culture thing from the year. Like when you went as Megan and MGK, that was great. Megan Fox. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was really funny. Because we did a, I forgot that we fully recreated their GQ cover. I'm doing what I'm saying the celebrities are doing, but I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, that was fun. I think that this year I had a short list of things I was thinking of. One was Lindsay Lohan and Mean Girls. Yeah. Obviously, Devin Carlson did it so much better because she had all the money and all the props and all that. Another was, (laughs) which I thought would have been kind of funny, but maybe just too lame. Also, our friend Tom did it. Did he? Did No, he did Nicole Kidman walking the Balenciaga show. Oh, that's it's such a good one. So iconic. He looks amazing. I haven't seen Yeah, you need to look on his Instagram. But I was thinking of being the Balenciaga bag of chips. But <laughs> but not, re- not referencing Balenciaga at all. And just basically wearing a cardboard box, like cardboard square, in the shape of Lay's. And then putting heaps and heaps of packets of... Lays the the chili ones obviously all over my body and then wearing red stockings and red shoes and red lipstick and just being like a packet of lace. But then if anyone thought it was brilliant, if anyone, it's like I okay okay. But then my boyfriend was like, "That's so lame." And I was like, no, "Fuck you!" Just be a, pa- a packet of lace. Yeah, a pa- well, yeah, a packet of lace. A sexy packet of lace. Um, I love it. And then can't remember what else. We should have. Do you know what we should should have done? You should have had a Halloween party for your birthday, and then you should have gone as Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. We should have gone as the cover of Spare. Yes. <laughs> as the you... time cover or the cover of Spare. I can't decide which one. We've already done the time cover, and that. Um... They referenced uh, that picture of us was on the mood board for the time cover. Yeah. There's a, pic- there's a curse photo of us that. We took in one of our first ever photos. I don't know what the fuck was going on. It was like the end of the day and we'd, we'd done all these sexy thotty shots. And then at the end of the day, we just put shirts on and and stood in like a blacked out room and faced each other and looked at the camera. And it's like so cursed. It's the, it's the it's, cover it's, it's, of our coming it's out. It's bone chilling. What? <laughs> 
we yeah we I, I think we described before as we us looking like a like a lesbian power couple that owns like an architecture firm yes and it's our about us page yes <laughs> anyway it looks like harry and megan's time cover i don't know yes. how they found that reference yes they found <laughs> the depths of the internet um are we going to talk about the spare cover oh yeah let's talk about it let's, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it, it. <laughs> Okay, so Harry's the cover of Harry's book has come out. The book the book is called Spear. I think it's a good name. Yes. And tell 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 the girls. So basically Princess Diana spilled the tea on like a known fact, which is that she was expected as future queen to give Charles an heir and a spare. So an heir and then a backup boy in case the first boy died. Um so after she had two boys, basically that's kind of when their marriage fell apart. But apparently she said that Charles wanted a girl. Don't you find it? I find it so suspicious that they always have boys as firstborn. As their <laughs> firstborn. True. It's a lot. Like the queen had Charles and then Charles had William and then William had George and then Harry had Archie. And then like the whole line of six, you know, apart from the queen. Very fishy. What do they know? Um, okay, um, so Harry's wearing a leather choker. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it up. Bring that. I couldn't up. tell if it was part of like a puka shell necklace that True. Megan had given him from True. Jamaica or something. Wow, yeah. He's wearing some sort of necklace which has been cut off. And then he's wearing what shade would you call this top? I can't tell if it's a navy that's been lightened. It looks purple or more yeah a a purple (laughs) so weird it looks it looks a little thrown together to me his look just the whole more the art direction of the cover yeah do you think they changed it last minute because they've obviously been desperate to get it out since the queen died because even the way that spear is kind of nestled under his beard yeah like the image feels too big to be a book or something prince harry i don't know it feels like it was done in canva his face is fucking huge on it yeah so okay the book comes out on january 10th i can't wait the girls have already requested a grace o'neill review (laughs) a grace o'neill special we'll do it we'll do it together this will be a joint mission yes an audible. We need to get it as an audible because it's so much easier to listen to when it's just like a long podcast and he'll be reading it out. I can't wait. <laughs> um, and then because Penguin has already put up the pre-sales um, and explains more about what the book is about. It was one of the most searing images of the 20th century. Two young boys, two princes walking behind their mother's coffin Oh as God. the world watched in sorrow and horror, like cry us crying. <laughs> as Diana, Princess of Wales, was laid to rest, billions wondered what the princes must be thinking and feeling and how their lives would play out from that point on. For Harry, this is that story at last. I can't fucking wait. I've got goosebumps. I've got goosebumps too. With its raw, unflinching honesty, Spear is a landmark publication full of insight, revelation, self-examination, and hard-won wisdom about the eternal power of love over grief. She's going to be like an I Love Megan book, isn't it? Yes. Uh, the Sun this week claimed the Duke of Sussex 
may have had to six up the book to get it across the line. And they say that mm. apparently the manuscript was rejected. He has a ghostwriter. So he has a ghostwriter. Yeah, this, who is his ghostwriter? He's this guy who's won like a Pulitzer Prize and he's just like this award-winning journalist guy. I just Googled him. Mm-hmm. Not much else to say about him. Wish it was us. I know. <laughs> Our, the whole book would be about Diana. <laughs> so yeah, I, I cannot wait. The sun, yeah, the sun was saying the manuscript got rejected twice because it wasn't juicy enough. And then other, obviously there's been all those reports that after the queen died, they pushed back the publication date because Harry wanted to make changes. But I'm like, did you not think she was going to die? Exactly. You knew it was going to happen. <laughs> At some point. Some point soonish. And then the other rumor is that Charles said he's avoiding figuring out what fucking Lilibet and Archie's titles are until he reads the book. Lilibet. <laughs> so there, so that's why also they wanted to make changes because now that Charles is king, the their kids' titles are over to him. That's so okay. That's so shady of Charles. Firstly, but secondly, just if it, they weaken their position so hard by like lusting over these titles, I know it would be so much cooler if they just ditched them. I know Harry should become Harry Markle, and they should become the the Prince and Princess of Montecito, and just forget about what are they? Do they literally want their child to go to school in California, being called HRH, the like Grand Royal? Lilibet Mountbatten Windsor the third like what are they talking about I know it's really weird why do they care so then also according to the Daily Mail via Gorka Charles when this spear book cover came out and when he found out the name of the book Charles made himself the captain general of the Royal Marines which is the role that was just stripped from Harry that Harry was like really sad about Charles is such a bitchy little queen and Gorka goes, maybe, um, Gorka goes, according to the mail, and the princess royal queen was tipped for the position, but Charles wanted it for himself. Maybe it, his, maybe it was his divine right. More likely he was just being a little petty. So naughty. To his son, like, just stop. This is why no one can warm to Charles. Yeah. I'm not excited for the crown, really, but I know as soon as it starts, I'll be in hook line and sinker oh my god i saw a trailer for it the other day and i was like i can't fucking wait mainline this into my veins i'm excited to see elizabeth debicki i i stand by the fact that i don't think dominic west was a good choice for charles but i'm happy to stand corrected i mean they're similar yeah (laughs) maybe he was the perfect choice yeah two naughty boys so harry also said that 1.5 million of the book's eventual proceeds i'm like how much do you think this is gonna make how much will it make it's crazy. No, but he to, didn't he get like 30 million in an advance? Fuck off. I'm pretty sure. What was his advance? Prince Harry advance for spare. <laughs> the book is, is 416 pages, baby. It's quite a, a hefty read. Mm. Is part of a 35 million pounds book deal that will pay the Duke of Sussage, Sussage, Sussex 17.5 million pounds before the book's even released. That's crazy. So him giving one million dollars to charity, I'm like, fuck off! You could literally give <laughs> wow. proceeds after it goes on sale. No, yeah, he said, yeah, he just said 1.5 million of the book's eventual proceeds to a charity, which supports young people in Botswana living with or orphaned by HIV AIDS and then 
300,000 will go to a British organization for children. That's naughty. I can't believe that. How many? I, I didn't realize that that many people bought books still. There's a I lot don't... of people buying books for, to make that much money. Yeah, wait, let's do a little calculation. So they gave him 17.5 million pounds. He would have sold them the absolute fucking dream. He would have been like, I'll tell you about literally anything you want to know. And now they're obviously getting the manuscript and being like, this is not juicy enough. Mm. I hope the publishers really pushed him. <laughs> for Christ. that. I know. But for that, yeah, like, don't so- sign on to it. <laughs> Say the book's like, what? 18 pounds? Mm. Less. Yeah. It's probably 14, I'd say. 14. He has to sell 1.25 million. Probably will. Yeah. Still, that's so crazy. There's a lot. There are a lot of people in this country. Yeah. Alone. I always can't believe it. He certainly got two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> two so on far. Audible. Two using their fucking Audible, the Audible credits, credits again. I probably have 800 now. But yeah, I don't even know. I don't know how to use that fucking thing. I stand by it. Michelle Obama's memoirs, the best in the world. Yeah, I still haven't read it. It's so good. Feels like really bad that I haven't. Yeah. It's really, it's a really good book. I owned it but i don't know where the fuck it is because it's not on the bookshelf it's really good it's way better than obama's really yeah, yeah i believe it yeah women are superior also obama just trying to be like just the classic thing of being like i grew up really poor too in hawaii and it's like just it was nothing to like michelle's childhood and really stop, yeah stop like stealing from her <laughs> She's just so clear. It's like insane that she went to Harvard from mm. how she grew up. She's so she's so cool. Yeah, you should read it. I will love her. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay. On to... <laughs> M. Rada released her first podcast episode yesterday. Wait, I realized why I'm. I realized why I'm rubbing my eyes so much. It's that scented candle. I was trying to make ambience in the podcasting room, and it's making my eyes. Now hurt. you've drawn my attention to it. Yeah, I feel like it's. Yeah. I can feel yes. and see and smell. 
Thank God it's gone. <laughs> a candle's like a bath. They're like better in theory than in practice. I 100% agree. Also because our flowers we can't have on the table because the cat tries to eat them. So now mm. they're up there and I'm just like, what's the fucking point in that? <laughs> um, okay, on to, yes, a new podcaster. The Hilo with Emrata. Well, Hilo. Hilo. I still can't get over the name. <laughs> well, and in the fucking uh, intro, she says... The reason it's called high-low is because she's going to explore high-brow topics in a low-brow way and low-brow topics in a high-brow way. I was like, Dolly and Pandora need to sue. They actually would have grounds to. Fully. Yeah, so blatant, so shameful, so crazy. But the so the first episode, she laid out her highly ambitious <laughs> production schedule, which is one interview a week, one solo episode a week, and one answer a question a week. I think she doesn't realize she's going to run out of ammo really quickly. I know. I, I know. genuinely like believe she she will cut it down. Yeah. Just having that much to talk. Like, it's the thing that happens all the time where people are like, oh, my God, we'll have so much to talk about. And then when you actually pan it out, that's. Because also when you're talking about topics quite similarly, like in, the, in similar fields. And basically, I think her podcast is going to be about women dating kind of feminism sort of her first episode was should you have sex on the first date she does another one about can you still be a feminist if you get botox or whatever they're um, all like i just they're just such not boring questions but they're just like such old old school topics like i enjoyed listening to the first one i think i'll probably listen to other ones yeah but that thing like can you be a feminist i just feel yes. like we were all talking about that in like 2016 yes <laughs> Please refer to an early episode of After What Drinks. Yeah. But, yeah, as you say, I think she doesn't realize that that so much of what you talk about in these topics overlap. So, like, even if you're talking about should we have sex on the first date, you're going to talk about first dates. You're going to talk about things that you mm-hmm. want to cover. It, it, you'll realize that you'll run out of shit to say very quickly. Yeah, like sex dynamics in yeah. relationships, like talking to your friends about blah, And also blah, blah. just – I'm just I'm just shocked. I mean, we've we've literally already said this, but I'm just shocked that Imrata thinks – even thinks she has the time to record, even with producers and everything, just like three different episodes a week. Is that me? Sorry. It was me. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I I put my phone on airplane mode, I swear, Emily. Our, our editor is always just like, every week she's like, can you guys please put your phone on airplane mode? And then every week our WhatsApps are going off the whole time. Yes. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, you're a busy woman with a lot on and you also have a lot of money already. As in, you're not doing this because you need to do three episodes a week to get by. We can do two a week and we go like deep on like cultural analysis of what's happening, which provides us the content each week yeah. that we then like analyze yes. and read about and talk about in terms of just things that there are to say. Evergreen kind of topics. Yeah, there just isn't that much I know. to say. Well, yeah. because <laughs> And then if you're answering questions about the thing that you talk, you know, it should be... One, there should be interview episodes and her subscription should be her doing monologues about stuff because yes. that's the shit that people will pay for. Yes. And that's it. It's it's quite insane. It's too many. Three. Nobody does three episodes a week. Three. <laughs> even, like three. Radio, even radio hosts don't do I mean, the like Daily does. <laughs> Michael Barbaro. 
She's going to be like Michael Barbaro. She's going to yes. run off her feet. She's going to be exhausted. Also, I found it so funny how she pitched the podcast as if Call Her Daddy meets Fresh Air. I'm down to talk about sex, be a millennial or whatever, while also having, hopefully, the eloquence and interview style of Terry Gross. I was like, that's that's delusional. Don't like, say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, but this is the thing about her. She's just so supremely confident because because yes. she's Amrata and our society like loves attractive people. Terry Gross, yeah. What did you think of the first ep? I actually liked it. I found I kind of slightly eye-rolled a bit at the, like, should you have sex on the first date thing because I just feel like it's such a boring conversation. Yes. Because <laughs> the answer is just so simple, which is the answer they come to in the yes. podcast, which is, like, if you want to. <laughs> yes. And if you don't, don't. But there was some kind of, like, they. I think she did – touch on some interesting points in there about like the nuances of sexual politics and just being frank about the fact that women and men have sex differently Mm. and that women don't tend to enjoy one night stands really from a sexual perspective and I love that she brought up that statistic that apparently women only like orgasm seven percent of the time the first time they sleep with a man and 64% of the time, the first time they sleep with a woman. <laughs> I know. I was like, that makes sense because most people I know, most women I know, and it's obviously different for everyone, but I just, I, I don't think there's this impulse of like, oh, I just need to go out and like, fuck a man. Like, I think that's why a lot of women don't have one night stands. Yeah. Women who, when, what they, yeah, what they talk about in the pod and i found it really cute actually brought on her childhood best friend for her first episode i really liked that it was Same. wholesome and cute and then she brought in her producers which i thought was random but also very cute mm-hmm. and i loved one of her producers who was just like she was like yeah i try not to fuck on the first day but then i like always do and then i get really upset with myself the next day i was yeah. just like we've all been there yes it was very it was it was i find there's so many celebrities that pretend to be candid about sex and then don't actually ever say anything yeah at least emrata was saying she, she she was saying stuff where i was like you shouldn't say that where she said that <laughs> she went on well just i don't know she said she went on a date with a guy recently and hooked up with him on the street kissed him on the street mm-hmm. and then he goes that's the kind of feminism i can get down with and then she was just like yeah which wasn't my favorite line but like whatever and i was like that is so feral that yes. a man said that to you and you're repeating it on a podcast in in a way that you're yeah, not you're not like yeah you're not like yeah. completely being like oh so obviously i left the day or like as in not you don't have to leave the day but you're like so obviously got gave me the ick immediately and i did not want to hook up with him any longer yes but she was just kind of like Ella. i think what they didn't touch on so i just want to go back to what i was just saying before because it might sound like i'm saying women don't like having like one night stands (laughs) basically i think that there's just i was thinking about for me and how i don't have like a clear answer on whether or not I like one night stands because I think it is just so informed by where you are in your hormonal cycle. I like genuinely believe that mm. where I think you fluctuate. Grace has been on a big hormonal period power, period power event. <laughs> but I just think like, I think, I think how you feel about whether or not you want to have sex with someone straight away is just determined by a bazillion million factors. And like feminism is def- 50th one yeah yeah <laughs> Damn. No, fully i just don't even think it's really a feminist no issue. i think i think the having sex on the first date thing is what is similar to what they say on the podcast where it's just like i think it's that thing of 
feeling it in the moment, which I most definitely have done. I've definitely had sex with people on the first date, Mm -hmm. but it's like feeling it in the moment, but then thinking, I think the the second, the kind of like feeling it in the moment and doing it thing is where her producer's at, which is Mm -hmm. where where you're at kind of in your like early 20s. And then as you get a bit older and have dealt with situations where you've slept with someone on the first date and then felt like shit the next day and just Mm -hmm. been like, why did I do that? I wish I'd just gone home. Mm-hmm. now they're not texting me i feel like pure shit yes um the next step along from that which is what emrad is trying to get to is being like okay i'm on this date we're flirty we're sexy this is so fun am i gonna feel like shit tomorrow if i sleep with this person yes or no or like or if i feel like shit if i'm if there's a possibility of me feeling like shit will it be worth it for the possibility of like this going somewhere yeah. I don't know. I, I think Imran was kind of just like, well, I've just realized that like in terms of the probability of it all, she's kind of like, I would rather just wait for a bit longer yeah. to try and minimize the the possibility of feeling like shit. But it's like when you're in the moment, who knows? And sometimes it can work really well. And then sometimes they're fuck boys. And sometimes you have no idea. If, I just, I truly believe like you, you can't pick it sometimes. And, and what that girl said she said like all streams lead to a river or something. And I was like, what is she talking about? But she was basically no, saying yes. that if a relationship is going to happen, it's good. Like yes. this idea that sex, this retro sex in the city thing of don't have sex on a first date, make him chase you. Like, I think that I think that idea is like pretty uh, like eye rolled at and not really respected by this generation. I agree. It's going like, to go somewhere. It's not going to go somewhere. It doesn't actually matter if you have sex on the first date. It's more just like, I guess. Yeah. I guess the only thing is, is, is like if you do and it goes nowhere, you're going to feel a bit more shit. Because as they were saying, which I liked how Imrata was really candid and open about things. Because she was, she literally was like, if I sleep with someone, I'm obviously going to think about them way more than if I didn't. Yes. Which and is it's like, like a if, chemical. Yes. I think it's literally a chemical react. The, yeah. This is the worst thing about sex is sex and i think it is just a monkey brain thing that we are still like evolving out of sex gives men the ick like sex activates the ick for men i think have we talked about this Mm. um men don't get the ick about weird little things that you do men get the ick if they have sex with you and finish and then immediately like oh i just wanted to have sex and realize straight away and they can't make themselves like you again Mm -hmm. they won't know until they've had sex with you whereas for women I think women are like less likely to have sex with someone because their hard wiring is kicking in and being like, don't have sex with this loser. Don't have sex with this loser. Yeah. Um, so they're more likely to develop feelings afterwards, which is where I think a lot of this, I also think it's probably like an evolutionary thing. Maybe that if your body's thinking I could get pregnant from this person, it's creating like a false sense of romanticizing them or something Mm. on the off chance that you have to, raise a child with them i don't know but i just think that the reactions that the like this is a very hetero conversation obviously but the the conversation the two reactions of a straight couple having sex are so different which is where i think a lot of this stress about having sex too early comes from because a girl can think something's going really well and then have sex and never hear from the guy again and they think it's because they had sex too early yeah i think it's because they're bad at sex or because it's something to do with them but it's not. Yeah. But it might be triggered because of sex. <laughs> yes. I also liked when she talked about um, dating when you're younger and so much of it being about, or just dating in general, about valuing your own self through someone else liking you. Mm. I found that so relatable. Just like 
dating the most random guys just because you want validation from them that yes. you're worthy. Which is why, like, naughty fuck boys that treat you like shit, you just go after yeah. them. You think they must know something that you don't or something. Yeah. Or if they like you, that it makes you worthwhile. She also, she's kind of, an, she, she's so annoying. I mean, we just literally had such a hetero conversation, but we didn't also just, she just did an interview with Bizarre US where she said she doesn't believe in straight people. And mm-hmm. she also did that TikTok where she came out as bi. And then the entire podcast, mm-hmm. all she talks about exclusively yeah. is dating men. It like just reminded me of when she said that she wasn't going to gender her child till he turned 18. And the minute she gave birth to him was like, this is my son's lie. Yeah, I was son, like, son, son. I don't know. I was kind of just like, you don't need to be everything. Yeah. And it's not that like, it wouldn't be that hard to get <laughs> some of your like gay friends on to talk about the differences of it. But she's yeah. saying she's not straight. She's saying she's bisexual. Yeah. But then she's talking about dating. She's only talking about dating men exclusively right after saying that. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, that's just feels random. Yeah. I clocked that as well. Um, I loved her like old AWD-esque, extremely low volume ad. I know. <laughs> for macadamia. <laughs> for macadamia nuts. But like she fucking sold me on those macadamia nuts. Same. I was like, I had no idea that macadamia nuts had that much good fat in them. <laughs> More good fat than avocados. Formerly the most expensive nut, but no longer. Yeah, yeah. The ad was it like the lowest volume ever? I couldn't hear it. Yes, some teething, some growing pains. I also find it funny her recording an ad for macadamia nuts. <laughs> I was just thinking about it, like Same. her reading the ad reads and stuff, and her that being her first sponsor. I'm just like, wasn't there like a big ticket? Yeah, but also when she started saying that, I was like, no, because she was just like, <laughs> she said something like, yeah, you know, I love snacking. And I was like, God, is she literally going to like come out with her first podcast episode and just be like, I don't know. I was just like, no, why are we talking about eating, <laughs> like dieting, <laughs> snacking? Macadamia nuts. This episode is brought to you by what? Like, It was a macadamia nut brand that she loves. Maybe she just reached out to them. Yeah, I don't. I don't fucking know because I can't imagine them. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how that came about. But she also said that her first podcast guest is call her daddy. Yeah, what did you? It makes sense in terms of call her daddy's like the queen of podcasting, and it's like a cross promotional thing, I guess, to get people on yours. But mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I don't know. In terms of, like, setting the tone for what the podcast is about. Yeah. I I mean, I just, I loved how she had her childhood best friend on. Yeah. It was really cute. That was really nice. I don't yeah. know if I'll... Listen to the Alex Cooper one. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, same, but we're not massive listeners of her podcast. I, I, I don't really care that much. I don't have that much. I... What is this? Sorry, Gillies. What's this sweet delivery? If it's UPS, you'd better run. <laughs> They've already gone. <laughs> Sorry, Gillies. I'm really pumped because I had to sprint to the door. We're back. Um, I thought it was my protein powder delivery, so I sprinted down because I'm like absolutely obsessed with this protein powder brand called Free Soul. Free Soul. Free Soul. It's quite like cute and pink and girly. And they also do these, they do like a whole bunch of stuff. But I got their 
Oh my god, sorry, I can't. <laughs> I'm so puffed. Our neighbor locked the front door because he heard us talking shit about him. Yes, he locked you out of your building. <laughs> he like throws the Halloween decoration on he the ground. Burns your protein powder when not, it comes. Um, but yeah, it's it's fucking yum. It's the chocolate flavor, and I've been making these insane chocolate protein like smoothie bowls for breakfast with using the chocolate protein powder and then putting granola on top. I keep putting it on the close friends. Everyone's like, stop. <laughs> no, they keep asking for the recipe. I'm like, here you go, girlies. You've shared it. I've shared the recipe. Um, what is the deal? So I was having, I bought like protein powder off of Amazon in a fit of TikTok euphoria. Someone was talking about protein and I was mm-hmm. like, sounds great and ordered it. And then I was like having it in smoothies and it was making it delicious, but I wasn't like exercising so i was like i like is that just fine i i I understood it as something that you do and then you like go in and it makes your muscles like healthier or so that's what i used to think but i've completely switched my mindset with it basically i used to think the protein powder was a thing that yeah you'd have after the gym to help muscle recovery and it's something that like athletes and stuff have all the time because it yeah it Mm -hmm. aids in muscle recovery Mm -hmm. and kind of helps you build muscle as well so people so like guys who work guys who are doing weights yes. drink heaps of protein powder or have heaps yes, of protein exactly. take it to the like, yeah go do weights and take it to the gym and drink it so, so i was that, like it's not for me so that it, yeah so that it builds their muscles but what women don't realize which is what i've come around to really recently is how much protein you actually need in your diet um and i as like a vegetarian just don't i just do not get enough protein every Mm. single day even if i have like eggs and fish and stuff i'm like not hitting my protein goals um and it's it's really good because it keeps you full for longer so like i think that a lot of us talking about emerald and macadamia nuts i know like the girlies girlies are waiting for um (laughs) uh (laughs) <laughs> no, it's just so funny. I was like, don't Use talk about like cord. whatever. It's just like such a good way to start the day because you literally have, I have that protein powder. I have like a frozen banana. I have avocado, which is good fats. Um, bananas like carbs and stuff. And then I'll have granola on top and all these things. And when you look at the macro makeup of that, it's just a very, very healthy, good way to start your day. And it keeps you full for ages. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that having protein powder or like having protein in answering your question i think it's like a really good thing to have because you're not going to be getting even if you have protein powder you're not going to be getting so much protein in your day that it's going to be bad for you Mm -hmm. like you're like an out and about active person Mm -hmm. mildly (laughs) genuinely yeah yeah you're just you're supposed to like we're supposed to get lots of protein and good fats protein <laughs> but yeah i fully have changed my tune on that and i and i and like i would be interested to hear from i don't know i'm like don't take my word as facts i'm obviously not a nutritionist the protein lovers amongst but us I, or just yeah. i'd be interested to hear from like a nutritionist or or whatever about this um but anyway that wasn't my protein powder so a sad disappointment what um, else do we have to say about imrata I don't know. I mean, I do. I like, like, I just as a boring banal thing to say, I just do like Emrata. I like, I think she's, she's doing this podcast in good faith. I think she's really trying to like give advice that she thinks will be helpful and does it in a 
relatable way. I think a lot of her fans will really enjoy it and relate to it. And, you know, like I think she's delivering a good product. Yeah, I agree. But I don't know if it's like something that I'll religiously listen to, but I appreciate. I don't know if it's made for us. Yes. I think it's made for like maybe a young, a yeah, slightly younger a audience. Younger us. Um, a 25-year-old yes. Isabel Truman would have lapped this shit up. Gobbled it down. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, I think it's a very interesting thing, celebrities now. I guess celebrities do give us such an insight into their lives and themselves through social media anyway. But there's something about podcasting when you're talking about stuff like that where you're being so candid, but you're being like – you're so off guard because you're just chatting to your friends in that way that it'll be interesting if or how it changes how people perceive her. I know. I, I just think when your that. guard is down like that, sometimes you can just, when there's mystique about you and all you've written is a book of essays, people are like, oh, Emrata, like we were talking about this before. Yes. Emrata is so smart and so nuanced and has such like a sophisticated understanding of like feminist concepts or whatever. And then when she's talking off the cuff, <laughs> yeah. it sounds less like that, which yes. I think is not necessarily a bad thing. But I wonder if it will. Yeah, I just wonder the, and the amount she's putting out, the amount she's going to have to talk about things. I wonder yeah. if there will. I feel like there will inevitably be things that she says that don't land properly or that. I don't know. No, I, fu- I fully agree. I mean, yeah, we were speaking about this in the kitchen, making our Palomas, where I said I love hearing her be vulnerable. And, and as you say, it's such a good product and, it, and it's something that will help a lot of women. But when I was thinking about whether it would actually do good things to her brand, because she's so about like how she's perceived. Mm. And I think that the way she's been working recently, especially post-divorce, has been just so spot on in terms of like, well, she's like she's flicked us around to like pro Imrata yes. stands, um, and yeah, releasing releasing a very clever book, uh, going on TikTok and being silly and irreverent and fun. Mm-hmm. Those two things are really great. But then, yeah, as you say on a podcast, yeah, as I was listening, I was just like, it makes her sound less smart. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about it in terms of us, and I was like, it's funny when you when people come. Because we came through podcasting, so mm-hmm. people hear us in this way. And I think when I hear people who are who are podcast, whose first like interaction or introduction is through podcasts, I don't think that. But when she's coming, yeah, through being like a book of essays that are really edited and well thought through and whatever, to speaking really candidly about passing a guy on the street, yeah, and him saying that, I was like, oh, but. Also, it's nice. Yes. Yeah. Even the thing you were just saying about the like teasing being bi on TikTok and then talking about how she's so very clearly only dating men. Yeah. Things like that. I just think maybe it's like there's a level of it just being messy and human and flawed that's, I think, fine. And then there's an element where I think it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I just think when you're on mic and just talking, you're some of like, especially celebrities who are quite detached from real life. (laughs) Like, I just think some of your like, there's a reason a lot of them don't talk off the cuff in that way. Mm. And it's because they're worried they'll just say insane things that no one else will relate to, but they won't know until it's too late that it was an insane thing to say. Yes. It's risky, risky yes. business. But j'adore. J'adore Emrata. Okay, tune in next week for another episode of The Hilo. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. The Hilo with Emrata. So naughty. I will never, ever get over that. I will never get over it either. Um, bye. Bye.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.